Hey everyone, welcome to episode 19 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. We are here at the Florida Hospital Church in Orlando, and this is your weekly midweek break to reconnect with what's happening here and the messages and topics that we're discussing. Uh, Before we begin, I want to invite you to go and check out last week's podcast, Proclaiming Jubilee, where we decided that as a community of authentic followers of Christ, there is one thing we won't do in the face of injustice— Just talk, just discuss, just shake our heads and walk away unengaged and unchanged. It's a powerful message and a call to action that challenges us to be engaged into the suffering and the injustice that is just so pervasive in our world. And so if you haven't had a chance to do that, uh, if you missed that message, go back and check that out and uh, check out the podcast episode as well. You can find that on our speaker channel by going to hospitalchurch.org slash podcast, the mobile apps for Apple and Android on iTunes as well. So you can subscribe there. That way you'll never miss an episode and you can share on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those good things. You can find all that on the church website at hospitalchurch.org. Also, text us your thoughts at 407-965-1607 or podcast at hospitalchurch.org if you are of the email persuasion. So this week, we backtrack and rejoin our series, Journey Through Ecclesiastes, with Andy bringing us the second installment entitled Funerals Beat Parties. So if you missed the first message, that would have been three weeks ago, go back and listen to episode 17 of the podcast with Dr. Don Williams for a recap, and that'll bring you up to speed. So tell us, Andy, was this message as cheery and rosy as the title implies? Oh, it was just just an up, upbeat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe yeah. we should review our goals or takeaways for this series on Ecclesiastes, which you know can be difficult to digest. What would you want someone to walk away from this series? Kind of the if you forget everything else I said, remember this from 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 Ecclesiastes. Oh, from Ecclesiastes. Yeah, that bad stuff happens in life, and you find the good point, good points and enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't always make sense, that's for sure. I saw the title. I thought, you know, okay, where are we where are we going with this? Number one. <laughs> Uh, wow, Ecclesiastes, this is going to be, this might be another downer. Let's see, let's see where it goes. But I kind of left with the idea that this might be one of the most insightful messages that we could really take to heart and practically apply to our mm-hmm. lives and really the driving force, make it the driving force behind what we do and who we are. Meaning that you, you mentioned the bookends of life and, you know, living the dash, but, and that sounds good. It sounds good, but it also sounds like an overused social media status, right? Right, right definitely. You know, what are you going to do with your dash? <laughs> yeah, that's why I did not read the poems or, or <laughs> any of those about the dash. But but I really think the, the, the contrast to me in the sermon was between a party and a funeral has to do with the, the long view versus the short view. Right. Um, you know, a party is to get away from the long view, really. I mean, we want to sort of escape. And we like the party. Yeah, we like the party. And, and yeah. the Bible's big on parties. I mean, Jesus yeah, went to parties. And yeah. So we're not anti-parties. But the, if you're going to choose one or the other for looking at your life, really, the funeral has a longer view and gives you a chance to get a little more perspective. Perspective. Doggone it. <laughs> well, and, and what I thought of initially as you got kind of further through the message, like, okay, this has some upside to it. This has some meaning to it other than, 
what we kind of started out with, because he seems to be, Solomon that is, mm-hmm. seems to be transitioning from kind of earlier in the book when Stephanie and Bill so eloquently right. pointed out that everything is meaningless. <laughs> right. There's nothing. And so, you know, it's all smoke and mirrors. So what what brings him to this transition from this you know, like you said, he's a self-proclaimed party guy, denier of nothing to self, right. to seemingly the opposite. Well, I think it's, it comes from the question at the end of chapter six, where you know, so what? So what is life really about, and and what's important to your for your world, and to be able to say, okay, you can learn more about what's important uh, from going to a funeral than you can from going to a party. Hmm. That you're able to see. What 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 a life brings to the table at, for, at a funeral? You're, you're talking about those things, and um, as opposed to just escaping, escaping possibly more with party life. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, and he's speaking, like you said, to the long view. And but if it's all meaningless in the inter, I mean, how do we put those two together? Because I mean, I hear what you're saying, and we're we're you know you're starting off with this doom and gloom, and it's just all. <laughs> And then it's like, yeah, let's embrace the let's embrace the funeral, let's embrace the long view. How do we mash that up in day to day that we can kind of apply to kind of giving ourselves a mindset? You know, in the morning it's like, yeah, let's start with positive, let's start with God, let's do this, right? But let's keep this all in perspective. Well, I, I think that oftentimes we if we can get caught up in our day to day operations of life and <laughs> and be so enmeshed and and just just getting breakfast ready and getting the kids off to school and getting ourselves to work and whatever yeah. whatever our our routine is for the day that we begin that we begin to live so much in the moment that we don't think about the long view and, and so we end up doing we end up doing things that might be more trivial or might be less um, engaged for our long haul lifetime thing and we just sort of get caught up in the in the routine and I yeah. think I know when you go to a good funeral, <laughs> it's oxymoronic for lots of people to even hear. <laughs> you just said good funeral. Yeah, yes, I did. <laughs> I believe in good death as well. Um, uh, but if you go to a funeral that that is that has been well thought through and is it is uh, really knows the people that speak really know the person that is deceased, you oftentimes hear great stories and interactions and models of living. Maybe not their whole life, but snippets of pieces. You think, "Oh man, I should have more of that in my life. I need. I want to. I want to be kinder. I want to do some, some more gentle things with more people. I want to be able to interact with more." And so, to be able to really, in a sense, this is really this is going to sound a little bit warped too. Uh, but, <laughs> I can't wait. But from a funeral, you can learn how to enjoy life more <laughs> a little bit. Well, as you said that, I, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, so. A funeral in a good funeral. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to go there. It's a good funeral. <laughs> a good funeral could, in a way, be a celebration, right? Um, and it could be a type of party. I mean, not that the person is deceased, but if we're really celebrating someone that took the long view, mm-hmm. and you know, speaking, talking about legacy and and the things right. that you're remembered about, it really could be a celebration and a party in in a sense, definitely, and and a, and a reminder that that life is short. Uh, if you think about it, I mean, it just goes by really quick, oh. and so, and so, in that case, how do we enjoy it? How do we engage in it so that it's not it's not just frivolous, but it's truly enriching and enjoying, and and we're able to to, to celebrate it. Um, we know that that Solomon in, in Ecclesiastes, also in Proverbs, some does seem to point out that so much of life is <laughs> vanity and meaningless. Um, 
And then really, there, there are parts of it that just don't make sense. Uh, we'll talk about more of that in the next upcoming sermons. There's some really, I mean, this this week is don't be too good, don't be too bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm still working on that. Yeah, I kind of like this. We're going to balance something, right? Okay. Right. But to be able to, to to be able to say, okay, there is a lot of meaninglessness. There is a lot of there's, but the, but really, the meaninglessness comes from the fact that we can't see the meaning. Okay, that's why it's meaningless. So it's almost a cautionary. Yeah, like and, don't don't get caught in the trivial, and don't worry, and don't really don't wrestle with the reality. That there's there's a lot of stuff in life that we don't understand. We don't understand that a person, and this is a, this is coming up in the future as well. A person here's a righteous person who lives a life that's just like very exemplary. And they d- die young in a tragic accident kind of thing. And here's this person that's living this profligate, who cares, <laughs> life over here. And they're like, you know, they're 104 and they aren't dead yet. You know? Right. And you think, that doesn't seem right. So there's a lot of things that seem meaningless, but we, we are looking at it with such temporality. You know, we, just, we, yeah. we see it just from our little corner and our perspective. And it's, it's, if, you could, if we could back up and get a, bit, a different perspective, we might see the picture and it might not appear as meaningless as it, it does to us in, in real life. Yeah. The, this week in the in the class uh, downstairs, uh, Bill Crofton was teaching, mm. and uh, many of you will remember Bill from the uh, podcast here a couple episodes ago. And um, basically, he was uh, kind of talking about God's timing and his overview, you know, things that we don't really understand or we don't have that same concept of time. And someone had once asked me, he said, well, you still believe that Jesus is coming back? Like that's that's just nonsense. I mean, you know, it's been two thousand years. I mean, what you know? Ah. And he, you know, he quoted the, the Bible verse about you know how to God everything a, a year, years like a thousand years, right? Thousand, yeah, the the time. And he's like, so you know, he's been gone a couple of weeks. Be patient. He'll <laughs> he'll get here. You know, and I and that that made me think of that. You know, kind of that same concept is we not only don't understand the concept of time and and how that works, and also I'm sure such a limited view of what God's really trying to accomplish. And, well, I remember talking to a member of this church, old Mister Wynn, when I got here, is up in his nineties, and I was talking to him one day. His daughter was standing there; she was in her seventies, and, <laughs> and, and I asked him, I said, "How long ago was it? That she was just a little girl in your lap." He said, "Oh, that was just yesterday." Yeah, and uh, somebody said, "Well, you know, when this all these bad things that happen in the world, Jesus has got to come soon." I said, "Well, I've, I've narrowed it down. I'm pretty sure for me, it's within the next forty years." <laughs> right. So it, a lifetime is very short, and it, yeah. and so I think one of the things that Solomon calls us to in this crazy is better to, to attend a funeral than a party is to remember that life is short, and how do we how do we want to invest? The time we do have, right? And of course, he goes on to say, "Hey, there's nothing better than having some friends over and sharing a meal together. You know, sit around and visit." Yeah. Uh, so, so he's got a good perspective. Yeah. Well, and I liked what uh, you'd listed off five uh, different things uh, that were important, and I believe that was from funeral directors. Funeral directors, the lessons funeral directors <laughs> have learned. <laughs> you know, number one, never put off tomorrow what you can do today. Yeah. Number two, take time to be kind. Number three, hold your friends close, but your family closer. Number four, never take anyone for granted. And number five, realize what is important in life. Mm-hmm. And when you kind of broke one, each one of those down, it really was kind of a perspective of, yeah, we do get things convoluted so mm-hmm. often and just everything is so fast paced and we're running here, we're running there, we're doing all these things. And it wouldn't hurt to have these five on the refrigerator probably. Yeah, it really wouldn't. I mean, and, and just, I mean, just that simple and 
be kind. Uh, so it's like, <laughs> well, no duh, but I mean, it's like <laughs> how much of life gets complicated when people are unkind to each other. I mean, that's it, all yeah. the you know the Hatfields and McCoys didn't start because they were being kind to each other, right? Know? No, exactly. <laughs> well, and I like the the Bible verse. Uh, Jesus asks, you know, what does it profit a person if they gain the whole world and lose their soul? Mm. So you know, really realizing what is important in life that God has to be our number one. You know, and you know, obviously take care of our family and the other yeah. obligations. But and I really liked what you the quote that you wrote from Parker Palmer, or that mm. you wrote that you spoke. He wrote, uh, "Bone deep knowledge of yeah. resurrection would take away the fears that some of us pre- presently use to justify our cautious, self protective lives. Death dealing fear would be replaced by li- life giving faith, and we would be called to do God knows what." For God knows whom. It's just a great quote. And I love the God knows what for God knows whom. It's so open-ended and so limitless. It's almost... What is what the part that we don't understand about just being the long view, right? right? And we forget. I think I I shouldn't say we. I forget. I forget that the early church, what created this incredible rush of growth and this this whole new this new thing called the church, right? Was hey Jesus was dead. And he got up and was resurrected, and he revealed himself to Peter and the other apostles and 500 at one time. And I mean, and that, that was the death being defeated was the news. Uh, that was right. like, wow, okay, this is, this is a whole new thing. Right, and it seems like, and it's funny. I was listening to a podcast today uh, from Danny Hernandez in Denver oh, yeah. at Life Source, and they're talking about they just did a three part series on why church, mm. and they were talking about exactly kind of that same thing about what church was early, and it was so much about the message, and it was Jesus had just died and and rose, and the message was, hey, I'm out of here, yeah. so this is what you guys need to do, and they did it in such a way that it, people were drawn to it. And mm-hmm. so, you know, how does the church, how do we how do we handle that now when it's more focused on a weekly type structure? Well, that's that bone deep persuasion right. yeah. that the resurrection is real. Yeah. When you have that, I mean, it, it really should free us up to do God knows what for God knows whom. <laughs> well, and I, I just that that really struck me over and over when you said it and then um of course I re-listened to the message, I read your notes and I'm going through it and that part just there's got to be a way for each of us uh, collectively and individually as a church to really put that into practice to figure out that I mean we know it mm-hmm. and we can feel it and but sometimes it's like it's so elusive right. that it does take you out of that that freedom position that just allows you to just take what God gives you and runs with it and you, you, just run with it. You don't really often hear about the resurrection at a party. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, so, so maybe that's why a funeral is better than a party because you at the at the funeral you're reminded, wait a second. This is terrible. This is tragic. This loss is horrible. It hurts. It aches. It wrenches our guts out. But there's a resurrection, and life is. This is not it. Yeah. Uh, And boy, just to really have that reminded to us. so if we want to have that freedom, we just got to go to a lot more funerals. <laughs> well, you know, and if you're at, like you talked about, if you're at one of the good funerals mm-hmm. where someone leaves a life or has lived a life that, and I, I think I've been, we've probably all been to both. Yeah. But when you go to one of those funerals, the hair in your arms and your back will stand up when the, you know what's coming. Yeah. You know the verse that's coming. You know the <laughs> thought that's coming that we're going to see you again. Yeah. 
and you know there's something about when you're at that funeral that someone and it just it'll just it'll get you. I once experienced a bad funeral and a good funeral at the same time. Oh my! Uh, we were at the funeral. It was a graveside service of one of our old dear saints in this church, and uh, who had just lived this precious life and been kind to people and just was loved. And it was it was um, true on those celebration funerals. We're celebrating her life. She was yeah. you know God used her in great ways and she was a wonderful person. Right next to us at the at the cemetery was a service of somebody who didn't have that experience. <laughs> it was oh, no. wailing and screaming and this, it was it was just horrific in so many ways. The the finality of that death moment in that group that was having that funeral, as opposed to our funeral, where it was like, okay, this is bad, you know, but person had a great life and yeah. there's more there's more to come. Wow. Uh, it was just this stark contrast right there but that's got to be that that's just got to be god working through us to to remind us i think that like you said i think that's part of the funeral just being there to lift us up too mm-hmm. and, and kind of give you that reminder well you know there as we wrap it up today i wanted to leave you with the best part of this entire message and that's <laughs> resurrection and from andy's close it's hard to write it any better that you and i are guaranteed a resurrection so we can step out into our world and do god knows what for god knows who because no matter where our life wanderings may take us, we are safe in the arms of a resurrected, resurrected Savior. Mm-hmm. And really, when you, when you apply that freedom, what else is there? What else yeah. can you do? So uh, we'd be interested in hearing your thoughts on how you can uh, live like no other with that guarantee as our compass and security. So if there's something that you have to add to this um, – and the way that you can apply that and you have applied it or you're trying to apply it, you have thoughts, questions, uh, we'd love to hear them. Text your email thoughts to 407-965-1607. Of course, the email is podcast at hospitalchurch.org. Think of the possibilities of living a life without fear and the legacy that would result mm-hmm. individually and as a church. So if you missed Andy's message, I would really encourage you to go to the website, hospitalchurch.org, click on sermons and then archives, and you can, uh, you'll can you find that there along even with the, uh, the sermon notes. Um, same sermon lo- uh, link can be used if you'd like to join us live online each week at 9.30 or 12. Those are Eastern Standard. And if you're local, please do join us in person, either service, 9.30 and 12. And there is multiple Bible studies in the middle at 10.45. So next week, we're still in Ecclesiastes. In the, the last half of chapter 7, Last, okay, where Solomon says... Don't be too good. And don't be, <laughs> be too, too bad. <laughs> that's going to be interesting. So, uh, and that's, that's you're, you're preaching. Okay, so Andy's going to be preaching. Not too good, not too bad. So we'll be uh, curious to see where he lands on that. And uh, you know, maybe we'll have some questions for him next week. So you definitely don't want to miss that. So do you plan on joining us uh, in person, online, and of course here on the podcast next week for episode twenty? So for Andy and I, the the dynamic duo, no Jeff this week, but uh, he'll probably be back next week. Thanks for joining. And we'll see you all then.